Welcome to episode 7 of the Balancer Music Podcast, which is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And now, um, there is a video portion to the podcast, which is available on YouTube, so make sure you go subscribe there. I am your host, Ingrid Wood. This right here is really the first official Ghost Note episode, this episode here, number 7. And what the Ghost Note episode really means is that uh, it's not a structure, so there's not going to be a bunch of segments. There's not going to be songology, 7-Up Story, all that. There's no segments, um, and it'll be a little bit shorter than usual episodes. This episode right here is really, it's a continuation of uh, the conversation that I was having with producer musician and talk boxist hazmat talk box who um i welcomed into balance room in episode six he starts to talk about why and how the talk box became a really important part or tool really on his musical path so let's go ahead and step into the balance room like way way back in 1999 i was in a band called galaxy and shout out to those cats the right to run everybody and we were in high school and uh, i don't know if you remember but sinbad used to have a soul festival you said used to come on tv back hbo back in the day mm-hmm. and uh, i was watching that over my friend's house and uh zap and roger came on and we had watched all the other acts and everything up until then but these cats came on and wrecked it like they just shut it all the way down and I had never seen, I've heard these songs before, but I had never actually seen the application or how it was done or who was doing it or what. And, you know, Roger's performance was just, I mean, I was spellbound, really. It really was captivating. And uh, I, we had a talent show coming up, uh, which was the last talent show. I went to a performing arts high school called DSA. Uh, shout out to all my people at DSA. Um, and uh, we wanted to make sure we were the house band for this uh, particular uh, event and we wanted to make sure that we just left our mark so i went and bought a talk box i bought a hill sound talk box i had no idea how to work it nobody had any idea how to work it the people at the guitar center didn't know how to work it um but i figured it out after much trial and, and tribulation i figured it out and um we got it going for this talent show and i opened up with uh huh. i didn't sound this good then i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> let me see now wait a minute and i came in like that curtains <laughs> like the whole, whole thing was shut down it was over and as i remember it <laughs> i think it sounded i i'm pretty sure the music sounded okay i mean we were in high school so it, it might it might be more grand in my mind than it really was that was the start back in 99 and uh, just kind of stuck with it a little bit. Kind of fell off for a second. And then back in 2005, maybe, 2005, 2006, I started really kind of cutting into it a little bit. And there it was. I had a friend who used to cut my hair. And um, one day I have, this is when this is what I discovered YouTube. My wife introduced me to YouTube one night and I just, you know, like, what the heck is this? So, I looked up Talkbox or whatever, and uh, I saw the ghetto Talkbox video. That's what it was. That was the first video I ever seen with Talkbox. I'm like, oh, that's how you do it. Okay, cool. So I needed a DX100 keyboard to really get the sound I was looking for. I was using a a Yamaha Motif, and I just wasn't getting that sound I was looking for. And um, I got my boy had been cutting my hair. He was using the DX100 to put his, uh, like the back of it, to put his clippers on. 
He had a towel over it. And I was like, man, I need a DX100. And my boy Weege was like, man, I got a DX100. And and then uh, he sold it to me 50 bucks. And I was like, yes. So um, immediately. Now, this is sometimes where you feel like maybe you have a gift in the area or you you feel like, you know, uh, God has blessed you with certain talents or whatever. I was able to go in immediately on this keyboard and really start, um, like, creating talk box patches, like, I don't know. I just took to it like like a fish to water. Seriously, when I when I readjusted my mindset on how I actually wanted to be, how I actually wanted to talk about, it just came to me. And the same day that I got this keyboard was the first day. That, I think the very first video I put up is the love video. Uh, that was my actual first time actually using this keyboard, and my wife recorded it for me. And uh, she was my girl girlfriend at the time, but uh, she recorded it for me, and I put it up. And I don't know, like it just worked. I was still very much like a, a touring musician. I really kind of started touring like professionally, like hard, you know, right around that time. And uh, I was playing at a club. There was a, a club here called the Limit Lounge on Avon and Greenfield. And that was the spot. It was about as big as your bathroom, but it was the spot. And uh, if you, that's basically where you made your bones at. Like if you was whack and you went there, you know, we'll let you get on, but you're going to get rushed off. But if you was doing something and, um, you know, it sounded good and we could work with you, you know, then you was on. So I went there and I um, I bust that mug out of the limit the first time. And it was like, whoa, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what was that? And it was a couple guys that were doing talk box here before that I didn't know, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. uh, a lot of those guys kind of come around later on and it was like, okay, you got it, man, that sounds good or whatever. So that kind of validated some things for me. And I just kind of kept going from there and, trying to perfect it. It really is a labor of love. Like, um, it's a lot of things that go into making sure that you have the right talk box for you, the right sound for you. Um, it's a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of, um, hours and hours and hours of working on, like I had to fix the right tube, you know, you're talking with a tube in your mouth, you know what I'm saying? So you gotta fit, you gotta find one that, that works that kind of gives you, um, you know, just audibility, you know, I, I made up a word there, but you can be audible with it and still, um, you know, have a good sound and everything. So it takes a lot of time. A lot of people just think they're going to get a talk box and, and just start smashing. Like, you know, it could happen, but <laughs> it takes a lot of time. It is definitely, like you said, it's an art form. It, it truly is. And every talk boxer sounds different. Mm-hmm. Every talk boxer has a different way of uh, expressing their vocal ideas. And, you know, we all are unique. A lot of people try to sound like Roger, but you'll you'll never sound like him because the talk box is based off your personality and your own vocal style. And if you're not Roger Troutman, you're not gonna sound like Roger. You can think you got the patch or whatever. There's a lot more that goes into actually shaping each word and bending each note and knowing how to articulate what you're trying to say. And nobody can do it like Roger because you're not Roger. It's it's about who you are, you know, really. I know you probably don't go get this the the stock tube every time. Like, no. how do you? What's your how, what's your process? Are you go to like Lowe's or? <laughs> Man, it's a it's a it's an Ace Value Hardware store around the corner where I live, and they're the only one that sells a particular size I like to use. Um, it's a, I guess it's obscure because when I go to a bigger store, they don't ever have it there. But um, it's just um, like I said, it's a lot of trial. I've tried different tools. I tried the stock tool. It was just too, it was too big, you know. And I hate, you know, having to say it like that. But it just, it just didn't work for me. And 
you know, I tried a couple of different ones and I like to call it apparatus more than two, okay. because I think it, it, it kind of fits more in that. Um, when you become more expressive with it, it's not just a tube, it's an apparatus um, for when you can sing through a, a machine. Let's just go there. So, um, but it, it, like I said, it's trial and error. And now I know exactly what I'm going for. I have like a little, um, like a talk box brain that I have, and it has all my patches wrote down, um, any variations that I made to the patches, um, tube size I, I prefer, you know, kind of like a little secret talk box Bible type of thing I can have. Right. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to digitize it one day, but I'm scared somebody's going to steal it and have my yeah. secret. I'm just going to keep everything analog over here. That's that's what I'll do. Yeah. yeah. Who are some of your favorite talk box? I don't know. You say talk talk boxes, talk boxes, yeah. talk boxes. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I am a talk boxes. <laughs> uh, who are some of my favorites? Oh, you I like. Uh, you know what? I like this cat named um, Steve Collins. Um, now Steve and bit a little bit of my style. I be hearing stuff that Steve be doing. I be like, bruh. You've been you've been watching some videos. That's cute, but Steve is dope. Steve has a lot of like really cool harmonies, different things that he does. Uh, this is a cat named Brandon Black that I'm into. Uh, he's dope. He's from Kansas City. Um, it's a guy named Steve Rowan. He's um, I think he's from New Mexico. He's dope. That's a lady from uh, Japan. Her name is uh, Wody Funk. She's dope. She's she's the best female talk boxer I've heard. There's not a lot of them, um, but they're coming up. It's a lot of it's a lot of. Um, I got a, a young lady from Philadelphia um, hit me up the other day on Instagram, and she she went and bought a hill sign, and she was like, "How do I use it?" And I'm like, uh, "Dang, you asking a lot." Because <laughs> it's all it's like steps involved in that mud. That's like the worst topic. It's got a good sound to it. It weighs like sixty pounds, and it's you got to have an amp and all this stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of women getting into it, which I think is dope. I think it's um, uh, an, an art form that could be embraced by all, you know. And um, I like her her style. She actually has like a feminine style, though. How I don't, I don't know how she how she does her phrasing. It seems very feminine to me. So it's it's really dope to see because when I hear most uh, female talk bars, they trying to sound like whoever, and it, it sounds masculine. And she has a really feminine kind of style. She's Japanese, so she be and kill it though. Like it's sweet. She's dope. So those are my favorites right now. At some point in our conversation, I asked Hazmat, would he would he mind um just playing something off the top of his head uh on the on the talk box? I would not mind. I know I brought it on myself. I don't Yeah. All right, y'all, that concludes episode seven. 
first ghost note episode i told y'all it was going to be short um don't forget to subscribe to this podcast which is available on itunes stitcher and soundcloud and now you know an extension of the podcast on um on youtube so subscribe to it on there as well i do want to say this i i need you all to uh to share this podcast i do this because i i love it and i want to provide you know something valuable for you all as a listeners but i need you all to to share if you like it if you love it um if you enjoy it share it you know post it talk about it uh while you're listening to it take a picture of it and post it on instagram but tell people about it if you don't like it that's okay just ignore it and keep going maybe try back in a month or so see if you like it then but um but i appreciate you all as listeners and i ask you all to help me grow this podcast but until next time this is ingrid wood god bless take care and stay balanced Hey, this is Hazmat Talkbox, and you're listening to the Balance Room Music Podcast.